Hello, everyone, and you are listening to another episode of the Fat Dog Vinyl Podcast. As a reminder, we are located here at 7 North Main Street in the impeccable, small, Midwestern utopia of Mount Vernon, Ohio. <laughs> and today, I have a very special guest from WKCO. Special guest, introduce yourself. Hello, my name is Brooke. I am from WKCO, Kenyon College's student-run radio station. I am currently the treasurer, and I will be next year's president. And Brooke, which major U.S. city are you from? I am from the major U.S. city of Detroit, Michigan. <laughs> and what is the official corporate pizza sponsor of Detroit, Michigan? Um, you may know him from his Pizza Pizza. Uh, it is Little Caesar himself. So this episode <laughs> is sponsored by Phil Hicks and Little Caesar. Pizza Pizza. Little Hicks, Phil Caesar. Um, <laughs> one in the same, honestly. They're not. Have you ever seen them in the same room? Not me. <laughs> Hasn't happened yet. <laughs> this, this episode's off to a rager, so we are going to dive in. No more talk of $5 hot and ready's. So, um, when prompted with the question, uh, the open invitation to all of WKCO, come on the podcast and talk <laughs> about your favorite record. Uh. I received back that somebody wanted to talk Beach House's Depression Cherry. That would be me. <laughs> so, right off the bat of every album ever put out why do you think this was the first one that popped into your head i think this is probably the album that i just keep coming back to um yeah one of my favorite concerts that i've been to besides gorillas because who can say that gorillas is not one of their favorite concerts if they've been um Facts. But, but i went to a beach house concert in royal oak michigan at the royal oak music theater and it was incredible and i mean i listened to depression cherry when it came out in 2015 and then there's kind of this resurgence. And so I feel like I just keep coming back to it. Old yeah. reliable. Yes. Um, I was a <laughs> freshman in college when this album mm. came out. Um, <laughs> just getting out of stuff, you know, when it's hard to find new music. And this was actually the first time they really popped onto my radar. Yeah. I just remember it made a lot of best of the end of the year list. Mm -hmm. Whether it was uh, as cliche as Pitchfork or Fantano <laughs> saying, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. seriously, this one is it. Um, I know Depression Cherry had popped onto everyone's radar. I think it is aptly named. Um, I am I am holding a copy of the record in my hands, which is for sale here at Fat Dog Vinyl, Seven North Main Street, and it's a very simple album cover. It's kind of a cardinal red with golden font, Beach House, Depression Cherry. So right off the bat. I, I notice I have a tradition. I, I have this thing where I say right off the bat. <laughs> and now I cringe right when I bat. say it. So, like, it's my trademark right off the bat. TM, <laughs> track one, side A. Levitation. Yeah. Whoa. Crazy opener. Um, do you have any, like, major memories of the first time you ever threw this on? Do you remember if the Ooh. first time you listened to this, were you just going through the album or were you going to singles first? When I the first time I listened to this album, um, the first song I ever listened to was Space Song, okay. which is huge now, but obviously was not one of the singles. Um, and then I just kind of put it on shuffle. I'm not I for this one I didn't listen all the way through the first time or like in order. I didn't yeah. listen all the way through the first time, but it was almost kind of nice having it like out of order, a little disjointed maybe. Um, but yeah, I mean, Levitation is quite a name in and of itself to start off an album with. Yes, it does make sense. Um, 
especially looking in side A, the track listing, Levitation, Sparks, Space Song, and Beyond Love. Mm -hmm. So that's interesting. You can make a case of you. So you're levitating, you're ascending, there are sparks as you lift <laughs> off, then you're in space, and then you're beyond you're love. You're way beyond love at that point. <laughs> Just like, damn, I'm going deep. Um, so when, I, it's funny, you mentioned listening to this out of order. Um, mm -hmm. By accident, when I was refreshing on the album today, because today was the first time I've really sat back down with this um, album. Mm -hmm. In a few years, I yeah. will pick at the individual track listing. I know I have Wildflower, Space Song, and Levitation all around individual playlist I have. But yeah, getting back into it, I accidentally had it on shuffle. Yeah. And I will admit, though, it felt wrong because after <laughs> Levitation and then Sparks didn't come on, I was like, nope, nope, nope. Nope, nope, what's happening? I what had came to listen. on after Levitation? It went into Bluebird. Oh, God. <laughs> so it was a little disorienting to like yeah. dive back in. Um, Something that I think is interesting about the album in general, sometimes lyrics are hyper-specific. Sometimes I know exactly what they're talking about. This is one of those albums where I'm not sure if I'm correctly piecing together the clues. Mm. I feel like they're more describing a feeling at any given moment and less a particular situation yeah if that makes any sense i don't know what are your takes on the no that definitely makes sense um and i'm an english major so a lot of the times we'll talk about the difference between fiction and poetry and the difference between fiction biggest difference being fiction tries to tell a story and poetry tries to tell a feeling and i feel like there are not a lot of stories like you said there are not a lot of stories in this but a lot of um moments and feelings and emotions um that are kind of like snippets or just kind of like snapshots like a poem would be rather than like a complete story if that makes sense yes and when i was listening to this earlier when i was at yield day job <laughs> i noticed this is an album that is meant for anything but listening to it the old day job this is very much an aimlessly walking around the neighborhood type album for me um yeah specifically i was you know i was thinking a lot about the lyrics when the unknown will surround you, take my hand, and our bodies lift up slowly. I don't know why, but the whole bodies lifting up slowly imagery, it was making me think of uh, that ending scene in It, when they're getting like pulled <laughs> yes, up in the yes, deadlights yes. and they're just like hanging there. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah. It could be about Pennywise, honestly. That song. <laughs> that would be wild. I don't think it is, but Maybe not. that was just... Um, <clears throat> In it's the songs are starting off a little longer right off the bat too. It, mm -hmm. it takes time to kind of set up a little bit. Yeah. Um. And then and then we're going right into Sparks. What are your thoughts on that one? <laughs> I think Sparks is really really beautiful. Um, let me pull up the lyrics again. That was actually the one that I was listening to on the way here. Um. But. Once again, I feel like it's a feeling. Um, it's it's just like a spark, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like a spark. Um, I really think the lyricism in this one is um, just kind of, it's very vague. I don't know. It's kind of, but it's vague in the sense that you can make it whatever you want, you know? So for the listeners at home that might not know Beach House, you know, they're, <laughs> an indie dream pop 
what, two-piece band, correct? Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, how would you describe their sound to somebody that's never heard them? Ooh, I think I would describe it as ethereal, for sure. Um, kind of like floaty. It kind of gives you, it kind of sounds like, all their sound, songs sound like when you stand up a little bit too fast and then your like, so vision goes black and you're like, woo! And you gotta like grab your side table and then you're like, okay. Yeah, I think it's very important to point out. Um, I think this works as a great pro and a great con for the album. Mm -hmm. I think pretty early on you can find out if this album is for you or if you're in the right headspace for it because mm -hmm. it doesn't pick up. It doesn't really go anywhere crazy. Yeah. It stays in a very comfortable space. You know, it's, it's not jarring. There are sometimes an album will get loud out of nowhere mm -hmm. or... You know, I don't really get that from this. It's like, it's dynamic. There's a lot of instrumentation, mm -hmm. but there's a, a constant feeling yeah. more than anything else. I don't think it's, it's not going to shake you up. So I think if you're like t 10, 12 minutes in, you're like, you're either going to realize you're really in the mood for this or you're not, yeah. or the sound is for you or it's not. So I think in a way it's its greatest pro and con. Yeah. Definitely. Um, I feel like also the songs, a lot of the times you can keep listening to them and not necessarily know when the next one starts if you're not paying attention yep. because they lead into each other so much. Um, but then you can also be listening to it for a long time and be like, crap, I've been listening to Beach House for 25 minutes and I thought it was one song. <laughs> so. Yeah, that happens. <laughs> and I think like the legacy of this band is also pretty interesting. Yeah. Um, I just found out today they're from Baltimore, Maryland. Mm hmm just super sick. It I is just, sick. <laughs> I just associate it with... Who's from Baltimore these days? Edgar Allan Poe. Oh. That's my number one association <laughs> of Baltimore, Maryland. Interesting. Um, so we were talking when you first got in, and you had mentioned it was the first song you had heard with Space Song. Mm -hmm. Now, what's interesting to me about this one is it wasn't a single on the no, album. No, and it now it has over like 700 million streams yeah. on Spotify. It's crazy. How in the hell did that happen? Which is marginally no so much more than anything else on this. Absolutely, yeah. And like leaps and bounds ahead of any of their other songs too. Um, but I feel like I was trying to pinpoint, thinking about it earlier today, like when that song kind of like made, had its resurgence and blew up again. And I think it was honestly pre-pandemic. I think it was maybe like late 2018, early 2019. Because I remember people starting to listen to it again when I was in high school. And was it on a TV show or something? Because sometimes like Ooh. something will pop off. I'm sure it probably, well, I'm sure 
recently it's probably blown up on TikTok, but um, I wonder if it was in like a movie or a, a show. Maybe I can look that up. Hmm. I'm on like a random subreddit, like a beach house subreddit right now. <laughs> Perfect place to go. <laughs> Perfect place to I, be. I think what is going to make it pop off the most is there's a lot of songs about space. Yeah. And I, I, I will admit, I get a little tired with like space concept albums mm. or individual like space theme things. Mm -hmm. But I think this is done as well as any. Um, the way the melody travels, it, I, I will give it credit. If there's one song I can think of that is <laughs> aptly named Space Song, oh, something yeah. so general, it does make sense. Um, yet again, um, it does make sense to me, track listing, if you even just look at, especially side A together, mm -hmm. it's like levitating, it just feels, it's like slightly numb. Yeah. But, I mean, the main lead part, like the main melody of Space Song, it's just very melodramatic. Mm -hmm. um, I, I think it is, the reason why it jumped off is Space Song is the most likely to maybe get caught in your head. Yeah. I think that's... There are not, there's not a lot of words there. Yet again, it's it's very... <laughs> it's a whole lot of falling back into place. <laughs> it's very general. Yeah. Um, and then moving on to Beyond Love. <sighs> you look excited to talk about Beach this Beach House loves love. They love to make songs about love, or like with love in the title. Um, especially Once, Twice Melody on their new album. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah oh my gosh beyond love is so good um and i'm thinking now that i'm sort of thinking in terms of side a side b side a almost kind of seems like it's like a rocket ship ride i don't know that sounds like so silly but it's like we're taking off orbiting in space and we're like beyond love but it never really brings us back down to earth it just kind of strands us up there it just made sense to say that looking at the track listing, and it does kind of check out. Yeah. Um, I guess it is confusing because it definitely is a side A thing because I don't think it's cross-referenced again in, in side B. Mm -hmm. But. Yeah. Oh, I, I also like the Elvis cameo in Beyond Love. Yeah. That was actually one of the only specific things. Do you want to read that line out, actually? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The line is, you wanted to find Elvis, and I didn't understand. They take the simple things inside you and put nightmares in your hands. Wild. Wow. Yeah, that's just one of the... What do you, what do you think they're getting at there? Um, my, my brain immediately is going to, like... 
<laughs> Austin Butler Elvis, so I need to like get that on my head. Um, I don't know. I honestly, it, there could be so many things, which I think is the reason why they made it so vague, but I think they're maybe getting at just this like crazy, I don't know, this like crazy Elvis-esque like rock and roll life. I don't really know. What are you, what are you thinking? No, <laughs> I, I think that makes sense. And I just think it's interesting to reference Elvis because Elvis is not a figure that I would associate yeah. with this album. Or like Beach House at all. I mean, their sounds are so different. Um, but I guess that's why they say you wanted to find Elvis and I didn't understand. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But <laughs> it is a good way to tie off side A, you know, just yeah. four songs and, and the songs tend to be a little longer on the first half than the second. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. by John, our fearless <laughs> producer, um, and when he lays the heavy-handed clap, we know it's time you to know it's time. We to know, know it's time to flip this record. <laughs> Thank you, John, for the clap. You're <laughs> so, flowing into the second part. <laughs> Sorry for the listeners at home. Um, I had to take a quick water break between A and B, and we we're talking about things we say too much. So. Apologizing in, in advance for interesting, floating, cold record. Any awesome. of my usual reasons. Awesome. Um, so starting off with 1037. 10 oh, God. There's a line in this one that really hits me. Um, hold on. Let me get it exactly. She casts no shadow. Still, you know she's near. Okay, Peter Pan. Like, was that him? Did he not have a shadow? Or did I just make that up? Yo, I haven't I seen... I think I just made that up. I haven't seen Peter confirmed. Pan since, like... Claire does... Uh, 1998. Does Peter Pan have a shadow? I don't know. Or, like, a vampire, maybe? Yes. Yeah. Vampires okay. don't have shadows. Yeah. Or is that, like, more of a reflection thing? I don't know. It was just... It was kind of giving... Um, It was It was kind of giving me, like, Rhiannon vibes, like... um she is like a cat in the dark and then she is the darkness okay you know this like femme fatale yeah but also like ethereal dream pop version Okay. <laughs> like, really, like, spacey, manic pixie dream girl. 
Yes, this is one of the <laughs> like this is one of the albums that's par for the course. For, oh yeah. For for that sort of thing, um, I also have an affinity for songs named after exact times on the clock, yes. like twelve fifty one by the Strokes. Yes, yes, yes. Every time I look Crazy. at a digital clock and I see twelve fifty one, I'm like. Hell yeah, room on fire. Exactly. No, yeah, 10.37, I regularly see it, and I'm like, oh, chances are. Yes, <laughs> so there... Coming back to my point I made earlier, mm -hmm. I find myself, like I said, we, as you can tell, we do not rehearse this. It is all <laughs> about gut reactions. And I, when I find myself coming back to the same points, mm -hmm. I think that's a big takeaway from the episode. Yeah. And my one on this one, so sometimes like in previous episodes when it's maybe a rock record mm -hmm. i will reference a specific drum part a specific guitar part yeah. and what's really cool about the instrumentation is it has this very homogenous there's mm -hmm. synth yeah the bass is just kind of pulsing i'm not getting i don't get bass lines i'm not getting like lots of note switches it's just very yeah. pulsating mm -hmm. the synthesizers the only word i can think of for <laughs> for this album is oscillating they're yeah. constantly especially like on space song mm -hmm. and even even on this one i think it's this i mean this is a great compliment i think this album is relaxing enough to almost fall asleep to oh and yeah a good um something i always like to ask our guests you should listen to this album if you're into yes blank oh my gosh i have a Falling good fill-in for this <laughs> um i think if you're a fan of the xx mm -hmm. i think you would enjoy beach house because when i saw them in like 2013 oh, and yeah. i was still pretty young into going to shows I remember yeah. thinking, are they going to like kick something in? Mm -hmm. Are people going to be jumping around? It never happened. Yeah. There was just this kind of like dystopian <laughs> sounds going off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sensual lyrics, mm -hmm. relaxing. But yet again, this is, it, it is a melancholic album. Oh, it's yeah. not like, I think if I put this on and went to sleep, I might have kind of, kind of kind of weird dreams. <laughs> Um, I, I actually so want to pass that question off to you. Yeah. If you were going to recommend Beach House to somebody, mm -hmm. who would you give for like a related <laughs> artist? Ooh, a related artist. Um, hmm. I think your DXX is really good because I was thinking of that song. Um, is it intro? The one that's yep. like yep. boom, boom, yep. boom, boom, Classic. boom, boom. Classic. Yeah. Which is another one that got outrageous. <laughs> yes, that like blew up like a billion years ago. But if you out. listen to one of their start to finish experiences, you know, it's yeah. very much just kind of on one page. Right. It's kind of like uniform almost. I, um, I'm kind of racking my brain a little bit to maybe go 
you know, to maybe compare them to a band that's not as new. Yeah, and the I'm, first band I could dig up was Mazzy Star. I was just about to say Mazzy Star, Matt. Oh, my <laughs> God. I was literally just about to say Mazzy Star. Um, yeah. Damn, we got some synergy here yeah, on the Fade Into Vinyl You. <laughs> if you like the song Fade Into You, you would love Decaf. Yeah, I think that checks out. Yeah. Because I'm always trying to make a link here because, I mean, don't get me wrong, we did a Pet Sounds episode. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Don't get me wrong, we'll have a, a Beatles or a Grateful <laughs> Dead episode, but, you know, I'm always trying to, I, I hope, if nothing else, whether you end up enjoying it or hating something, I hope whoever listens at home to the Fat Dog Vinyl podcast, <laughs> I, I hope they at least are like, Okay, I've heard him rant enough. Like, let let me do this personally. Yeah. Let me see. Especially. Let me see for myself. <laughs> um, so, we have kind of compared it to other artists. Yeah. Um, another thing I might ask you, since I think it's really interesting that you obviously enjoyed it when it came out, but you said mm -hmm. you, quote, keep coming back to it. Oh, yeah. So, from an emotional point of view or... I'm going to hit you with another fill in the blank. Like, if you're oh, feeling yeah. <laughs> blank, you should come listen to Depression Cherry. And I'm banning <laughs> you from saying depressed. <laughs> if you're feeling sad. No, I'm kidding. I think this is going to be a crazy word. Um, I think if you're feeling autumnal, okay. you should listen Whoa. to Depression Cherry. Ooh, we love seasonal music. Yeah. <laughs> I ask people about that. The, as soon as it goes from, like, being 80 degrees in August here, and we yes. get a day where it's like, drops down to 58 You're overnight. Like, oh. <laughs> I'm throwing on Bill Callahan, the Over the Garden Wall soundtrack. Yeah, it's Over the Garden Wall. <laughs> you know, it's... Neil Young. Okay, yeah. 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 So, yeah, that's a good question to ask. So you're calling this an autumn record then? I would say yes, not in... This made me think autumnal because we were talking about um, Mazzy Star, which is like undeniably very like autumnal, I think, um, just like vibes. Mm -hmm. um, but I don't think this is necessarily autumnal in like the sense where you're like, oh, leaves are changing, but it's more just kind of like, like we were talking about the before. Coldness yeah, like the cold, the slight coldness starting to seep in, and you're like, okay, I gotta start like winding down a little bit, preparing, preparing for the winter, preparing S for hibernation. <laughs> stock those acorns up. Yes, in the cheeks. Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> um, which is interesting because now that I look at the track listing again, because during this whole recording, mm -hmm. I'm holding the vinyl record in hand <laughs> and just really um, letting it speak through me yes. as um, <clears throat> some sort of a spirit guide type thing. Uh, conduit. I, I don't want to skip PPP, but oh, it, it, we'll come back. it's funny because <laughs> the tracks are Wildflower, Bluebird, and Days of Candy, mm -hmm. which I think based off song titles, that's spring energy. Yeah. Um, but we'll get to those. Um, I will try not to get super distracted, but <laughs> I always love hitting people with the heavy hitters. Um, PPP. This, this song is... A top three Brooke song. Whoa. Yeah. And that's ever. A, that's huge. Yeah. Ever. ever. Am I allowed to ever. ask what are other top three Brooke songs? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Put you on the spot <laughs> on live Love radio. My Way by The Psychedelic Furs. Okay. Really good. Um, um, I never skip it. Ever. I just got into that with um, 
It was in the soundtrack of. Oh my. What? What was it called? Call, Call me, me by, by your name. name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they, awesome. <laughs> I had watched that because yeah. I was gonna learn a song from that soundtrack to plan guitar for my friend's wedding. Yeah, yeah. And. I don't know if this is embarrassing because it was like a year or two ago. That was no, the first time I had ever heard the psychedelic furs. Really? Was the usage <laughs> of that in the movie. You never heard Pretty in Pink? No. Oh, so, interesting. Okay, so Love My Way by Psychedelic yeah, yeah. Furs. I really like Love My Way. Um, I really also like Wash by Boney Bear. I don't know if you've ever heard that song. Which album is it? Oh, the one with all the trees. Man, is it Flume? No, what is it called? Guys, this is really embarrassing for me. It's Yo, the self-titled album. Okay. That is actually I the said worst song, thing that's ever album, happened to me. So you're, off, you're, <laughs> off, you're off the hook with that. So <clears throat> then it's this is your favorite song on the album. Oh, yeah, 100%. Okay, then why is this 100% your favorite song on the album? Um, the instrumentation, especially at the end when it ramps up, is incredible. And also I think it's in, is it in 6-8? Music is in 4-4 if you don't count like a nerd. Well, okay. <laughs> Some of us have <laughs> classical violin training and like to count. Um, but no, like I, I like the way that it like switches up. It's almost kind of like waltzy, but yeah. not I mean, like, yeah. Well, I mean, waltzes are in three, obviously. It doesn't, but. I will say, even though I think this start to finish, it gives you one pretty balanced experience. Yeah. It would be weird if this was in between Levitation and Sparks. Oh, absolutely. So, I mean, I guess we can s slightly redact it. I don't know. Now I feel like I'm kind of in a crossroads because mm. I do feel like all of these songs belong together. Yeah. But I guess this is one where it maybe makes us a little more particular on the track listing. Mm -hmm. So... Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah. It comes at an interesting, they put PPP at a really interesting Yeah, it's, position it's track, what, six? Six? Yeah, that's kind of weird. It's weird. And there it, are nine tracks, right? Yes. Yeah. It's, it's a little odd. Yeah. Well, one, two, three, four, five, six. Yeah, it's six out of nine, and it's not that's to weird. lead side B. Mm-mm. Yeah, no, that feels it's weird. So it's the two-thirds marker. It almost seems like kind of like one of like the forgotten child. I don't know. I was when I first really got into PPP, um, I was looking up what it meant, obviously, because I was like, "What in the world is PPP?" And um, it they just put it as a placeholder name. They put PPP as a placeholder, and they never changed it. They never decided what it meant. So there are like fan theories out there that it means 
piss poor planning or like things <laughs> like that. <laughs> but potatoes, they never, potatoes, they never potatoes. <laughs> potatoes cubed. Uh -huh. um, yeah, they never they never named it. They never gave her a name. Well, that's <laughs> way cooler than naming something untitled. Yeah. Because every band, yeah, including my old band, <laughs> one of the first like three songs I'd ever written, I'm like, all right, untitled. This shit's untitled for sure. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Well, if if you had to assign like PPP words, what would you, what would you assign? Um, <laughs> the first word that came to my mind is Pluto, Ooh, because I'm space. still in this like space thing. Um, mm, pastel. Ooh. I'm gonna throw the word pastel in there, and. Yeah. The word purple. Ooh, purple pastel Pluto, perhaps? Something like pastel like purple Pluto? Yeah. <laughs> Those are the first three P words that I get. I guess will come to mind on this one. Mm. But that is interesting. That's something I can spend a lot of time on is digging deep because maybe it's like the... I just wasn't made for these times of the record. Mm -hmm. Um coming over the halfway point but yeah i mean i would agree with you i do think it's a heavy hitter i think it is one of the more standouts yeah um but then following it up we have wildflower mm -hmm. uh, what are your thoughts on this one? Oh man is this let me look up these lyrics are all blurring together is this you built the city all in your head because so. nope i lied um I actually am just such a liar. I love to lie. It's okay. So does owner of Fat Dog Vinyl, Phil Hicks, <laughs> as he laughs in the background. Yeah, let the record show that Phil did laugh at what I just said. Um, yeah, this one, this one once again is giving me this um, sort of manic pixie, like ethereal manic pixie dream girl Do you energy. Mean that in a lovingly way. Oh yeah, it's okay. all love. It's one hundred percent love. Um, sometimes you can't run from the stereotypes of the music you associate with. Maybe. Oh, absolutely not. Um, I mean, <laughs> I'm a diehard Smiths fan. Oh, God. And like, oh, God. No, I mean, that's awesome. Me too. <laughs> exactly. It means different things for us, but. <laughs> exactly. It's sometimes there are these associations you can't shake with yeah. this legendary band. Mm -hmm. um, and then I'm a diehard Neutral Milk Hotel fan. Yeah. As if there's not enough. Indie dudes that are like, did you listen to this one? You know, <laughs> Have you uh, heard this one? Yeah. Indie aeroplane? <laughs> um, so yeah, no, I will never be able to escape the Manic Pixie Dream Girl. Like, I don't even, <laughs> energy? I don't know. I'm going to be the president of a college radio station at a liberal arts school next year. Like, I don't know. How much more Manic Pixie Dream Girl does it get? So I might as well listen to You don't Wild even Flower. have any champagne to pop when you say <laughs> that out loud. So that's breaking yeah. news on the air. So you're taking over next year. I am taking over. Yo, yeah. that's super exciting. I'm very excited. What's the first song you're gonna play? Ooh, uh, this in is in your a, regime. In my, in my reign. Um, the first song I ever played on my radio show when I started my sophomore year was um, "For Emma" by Bon Iver. Mm -hmm. But I think I've got to do something like special at the beginning of the year to kind of rein in my ring in my reign if you will um maybe i'll play ppp honestly that i mean that'd be sick 
yeah. <laughs> that was a cop out, guys. Either that or like maybe even drop levitation. Just like here's six minutes. Let's go. Hey guys, see you in six and a half minutes. Enjoy. So, well, that's what I value about WKCO is mm-hmm. it allows people in a rural area to hear some music that is not you know Huey Lewis in the news yeah. like God bless Huey Lewis yeah, in the news. Absolutely. But there have been times where specifically somebody will just leave it on shuffle because somebody didn't show up to their show yeah and I'll be catching some like weird music and I'm like really excited that I get to hear it on the radio yeah it's so. weird we get so many promos um weird stuff but also awesome stuff we actually got um when once twice melody came out the latest mm-hmm. beach house album they sent it to us as a promo that's it was so crazy cool. it was awesome yeah. um yeah love radio love it um next song on the album oh bluebird yes another exciting one uh, what are your thoughts on bluebird kind of springy maybe what checks um, out well yeah it definitely does um yeah, I um, I think Bluebird is, honestly, it might be a little bit jarring after PPP. Not jarring and like, obviously it's all, it's not monotone, but um, it's kind of, the album's kind of monochromatic almost. I feel like it's, if the album is like breathing, it's just, it's got a steady breath pattern yeah <laughs> it's taking steady breaths um but yeah i don't know i think just coming right after ppp is maybe like two kind of hard hitters lyrically in a row yeah it's this, this one maybe feels one. a little more ominous to me than some yeah. of the other ones <laughs> like there's a lot i think maybe this is one of the um Does it? I want to describe the lyrics as like they seem a little possessive. Yeah. <laughs> little yeah. Um, lead me to the gallows. Yeah. <laughs> it's one of the darker <laughs> lines for sure. But also, it's called Bluebird, which is like supposed to be so uplifting and springy, but like juxtaposing it, I guess, with this like, I would not ever try to capture you lead me out to the gallows scenes change not seasons scenes change even uh uh even i can't control my nature i don't know a little visceral yeah this too i think it's it it does i'm glad this is a musical album Mm. and not written on paper Mm -hmm. because i think the voices too because they get a little you know these are lower more haunting voices Mm -hmm. i think it carries sometimes like when a line is simple it's just i guess it makes it hit a little harder because it's left so open yeah it's like a a little (laughs) ominous and mysterious sometimes um yeah i I feel like sometimes the lines are so simple in Beach House songs that you're like, why did I not think of that? You know what I mean? Like, it's, like, so hard-hitting. I'm looking at, like, the Bluebird lyrics, and um, my mouth and these arms hold the feeling. 
Like, okay, obviously, but <laughs> yeah. also, like, why didn't I think of that? <laughs> it's simple, but they did... I mean, I, I, I don't think I've heard all of their albums, mm -hmm. but this is definitely the one I've always been the most familiar with. Right. And I think this is the one, like, at least from what I've heard, it seems like they were maybe at the top of their game for this. Mm -hmm. um, I feel like when I get in the mood to listen to this, this is the album that, like, most reflects why someone would listen to Beach House. Yeah. And I don't think it's... Sometimes I hear music when I'm feeling fine and it makes me sad. Yeah. And I think this is maybe one of those. Yeah. I, like, yes, sad music sounds good when you're sad mm -hmm. or just, like longing empty music sounds good with the, when you're longing and empty but this yeah <laughs> it makes sense like, yeah i mean which would probably explain why space songs on so many playlists <laughs> right i don't know i feel like it's a universal feeling yeah i would agree with that and i think i think there's also something to be said about um just like the nature of their instrumentation and like the synths and keys and all of that and how um, just like transient maybe is not the right word, but like floaty ephemeral it is like with their hard hitting like darker lyrics. Too. Yes. Because um, it's there definitely are some songs um, like even space songs, like, you'll put it on and you can be, like, you know, vibe into it. But if you really listen to the lyrics, you're like, oh, that's really sad. <laughs> I'm like, that's kind of sad. But I kind of love happy songs with sad lyrics. Yeah. There's something about it. And then to finally close it out is Days of Candy. Oh, man. Which sounds nicer than it is. <laughs> really, it really does sound nicer than it is. Um, oh gosh, yeah. This I mean, is another one that makes sense in the track listing. Oh, uh, yeah. There have been times I, I will have my hot takes on the air and mm. I will argue for a different opener and closer. Mm. But I think they might, they made the right decision for the opener and closer on this yes. one. I mean, I think the opener and closer are the two most important spots on the track listing mm -hmm. i don't think that's much of a hot take i think most people would agree with that <laughs> and i feel like this one does a pretty good job of it yet again it's it's pretty open-ended yeah <laughs> it definitely um i i would feel a little weird if this album resolved itself yeah i like um oh god yeah i think days of candy is an awesome closer um just like the the repetition of the universe is riding off with you yeah. like we're on to the next thing and beach house is staying in their little like space orbit like <laughs> depression cherry world and i think that really speaks to how like uniform the album is um and yeah like just how like fleeting maybe i don't know like we're not meant to stay with it forever even though i even though i do sometimes that's what's nice about <laughs> recorded music, and that's why you should come pick up this record at 7th <laughs> Street. You can play it until it literally doesn't work anymore. Um, and it's, you know what else is very cyclical about Orbit? 
of spinning records. So true. Damn, so deep. What a closing. <laughs> it's all full circle. Very full Literally circle. Literally circle. Um, so... Our major takeaways from this. Yes. Let's itemize the list. <laughs> itemize the list so we can go back the hard, the hard hitting thing. I think we're both in agreement. PPP might be the highlight. Mm. I think that's fair. I mean, part of me like wants to be a contrarian and say it's not space song. Yeah. But I also think it's cool. I've seen friends of mine who I don't really share music in common with mm -hmm. share that song on an Instagram story. And I was like, oh, that's cool. Yeah. You know? It's, I don't think it's healthy to gatekeep when a song gets popular. Not at all, yeah. If a song gets put in something and blows up, mm -hmm. which I don't think we got to the bottom of Space Song's Meteoric mm -hmm. Rise. Um, I, I think it's okay that something <laughs> like that because between Space Song getting put on TikTok, probably. Probably, yeah. We're just, when in doubt, we're going to blame TikTok. That's okay with me. Um, <laughs> it, it does seem like the, the whole album makes sense together, but Side A and Side B also feel different enough. Yeah. Um, different vibes. Ooh, here's an interesting question. Yes, hit me. Do you think it would be super, super weird if side B was side A and vice versa? Mm. Because I could, I could actually see Beyond Love also being a pretty strong closer. I could, ooh. I think it would make for a different narrative for sure. Um, because I think Beyond Love is kind of like, We've taken off and we're, you know, like we've ascended to this like higher place or in space. Um, and I think it's a little more hopeful maybe than Days of Candy. Yeah. I think Days of Candy is kind of bittersweet. But the candy is bittersweet. <laughs> Yikes. I'm banned. I'm banned from Fat Dog Viral. Um, <laughs> that was that was not even intentional <laughs> yeah i mean it it is bittersweet oh maybe that's <laughs> maybe they did that on purpose days of candy it's like one of those first they're sour then they're sweet congrats you've earned it Sorry. john please edit in the explosion <laughs> sound <laughs> i have learned tried and true if I tell John to edit in the explosion <laughs> noise if I say something. He indeed will do it. And that's, that's awesome. What, so it's very exciting. I didn't know so. that was an option, man. Yeah. Um, next time I'll request an explosion. Anytime you need the <laughs> explosion or the triple air horn noise. <laughs> I haven't thrown that one in there yet, but maybe. God, that'd be so disrespectful on a beach house. <laughs> Because I think the we can't the gut, or in beach house. The gut <laughs> feeling beach house would give me is the opposite of when I hear an air horn. The air horn. <laughs> yeah, no. Maybe if the air horn was like synthed a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Auto tuned um, air horn. So I uh, guess closing out the wonderful beach house episode, you know. Yeah. It does seem like, like we're on the same page. 
Because when I was, I, I was specifically sitting with the lyrics, mm -hmm. I get self-conscious sometimes if I don't feel like I'm understanding something. And I mm. think, it, yeah, it's a, it's a feeling record because it's, I don't think they're trying to, I don't know. Sometimes I'll listen through something and I'll feel like a play or I'll feel like I just watch something. Yeah. I don't think they're trying to make any arguments here. I think they're just trying to. No, I maybe get like short film music video, like more mm -hmm. of a, I get imagery. It's not to say I don't get imagery, but I'm not seeing this like on a stage. I'm not seeing this yeah. on a screen per se. Imagery without narrative. Um, so to close this out, do you have any other breaking information on your personal relationship with 2015's <laughs> Beach House, Depression <laughs> Cherry? Man, um, this album makes me feel like, do you ever like lay in bed and close your eyes and it's like really dark and you're like, I feel so tiny right now compared to the entire universe. Maybe that's just a me thing. Um, that's how I feel listening to this. I'm like, I'm so tiny compared to the entire universe. I usually get the tiny feeling of I'm not like looking at something big. Mm. Um, yeah. What a wonderful way to close. <laughs> I, uh, um, and on that there's note. a, there's a reason we don't record this on video <laughs> because I said this and I'm staring off into space like... <laughs> No, yeah, the entire time, like, we have just been staring off, like, periodically while talking, just, like, into, into space. Space song. Yes, it's, <laughs> it, it makes sense. I promise you, for the listeners at home, if you need a recommendation for something, it is just one of those kind of spacious, lost in thought. Um, yeah. Wonderful record to check out, so thank you so much. For joining us on another episode of the Fat Dog Vinyl Podcast, we're located at 7 North Main Street. Come pop in, buy a record, and you'll get an autograph from Phil Hicks. We'll see you next time.